welcome back to Think Better Soon. The Positive Podcast. I am a refreshed Jason Newland along with... A refreshed J.P. Bradley. It is good to get the band back together. We, we yeah. had two weeks off, J.P. Man, and it's been a crazy two weeks. Yeah, tell me about your two weeks. Well, we have prepared for and successively, successfully completed a wedding for my middle child, Emily, and... A lot of up and downs there. And you? Yeah, I was out of town for two weeks uh, across the pond. And my middle child was uh, playing soccer over there against some Spanish teams. And uh, it was really great to, whew, I just I just love being uh, away from home like that. It just, it stimulates me and recharges me and uh, just wish I spoke Spanish, JP. <laughs> well, one day you might. I did download Duolingo, and I'm working on th the basics right now. I'm through like I'm through like session one. Give me, give me a couple of months. We'll see if that uh, if I can make a dent in that. But I've got Rosetta what, Stone. I've got Rosetta Stone. <laughs> we I bought that on a on a uh, what was that thing called where you used to buy stuff? Groupon. I think I bought a oh, Groupon yeah. for Rosetta yeah. Stone like back eight years ago, and and. And I bought it for my daughter, for my oldest daughter, because she always wanted to speak Spanish. And I always wanted my children to speak Spanish desperately. And we we weren't able to get in the Spanish immersion program. And, um, you know, but when they were little, they could have picked it oh, up so easily. I'm going to try to learn it yeah. at almost 50 years old. You know, I'm 48, almost 49. I'm going to I'm yeah. gonna do my best because I love traveling to to uh, uh, abroad. And, I'm jealous. And, That's impressive. Well, I'm just afraid to jump the pond. Uh, oh, you would got me to. right now. Anxiety. You got to, I get anxiety it's, over it, Bull. I get well, speaking, anxiety. Speaking of anxiety, you know, this yeah. episode, we're going to kind of focus on listening. Yep. It's certainly a weakness of mine. Yeah, I'm not great at it. Even on this podcast, a lot of times we're trying to work our way through topics and my lovely wife will tell me, you know, JP will say something and you don't just like dive into it. You kind of move on. I'm like, well, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get to the next thing. And yeah, I should kind of dig into it every once in a while. So sometimes it sounds like I'm not listening to you and I do apologize. You're, you're a great facilitator pool. Well, maybe I can become a better listener. And what, what I think is fun, uh, on the way from Barcelona down to this, this English party city called Benidorm, which was just a wild place to visit. We're on a bus for five or six hours and I'm, uh, taking in Dr. Jordan Peterson's big five personality you know, information. And I'd had an experience in Paris that I was able to process as I read through this, you know, extroversion is one of the five traits. Yeah. Disagreeableness is one of the traits, mm -hmm. but the trait that stood out was a trait he calls neuroticism. And it's, it's kind of the opposite of, of extroversion. Hmm. So, I mean, to make it, to keep it simple, JP, it's, it's kind of a negative emotion. Okay. We're, and yeah. we all, we all have some component of that, right? I know I do from hearing you talk about it. I can, there were a couple of times I was checking the box as you were identifying uh, some components of that, of that. Uh, well, the, the two, the two areas that really, or whatever that word was, well, that's a big yeah, word. Neuroticism. Hard for yeah. a little Kentucky boy. Well, yeah, it sounds a little bit, it sounds uh, kind of uh, almost uh, foul or something, but, but the, the two words that you yeah. will understand that are associated with it, that happens to us when we get into that, that kind of vein of thinking is anxiety and irritability. Sheesh. And that hit me. Those those two words hit me over the top of the head. I can I can relate. Do you think I mean on a personal level, you're not terribly anxious and you're not terribly irritable, are you? 
I'm not. And I'm, my wife always says it could snow oats and I would just sit around and be like, no, okay, look at that snowing oats. <laughs> no big deal. But, I, but there are times when I'm passionate about something and when I'm very driven towards a specific goal, I very easily become irritable. And we're going to, we're going to address this topic from our side of this, because really you and I aren't as irritable and we mm -hmm. aren't as anxious as uh, some folks are, you know, we're pretty low on that, pretty, pretty low, but we interact with people who sometimes are in that uh, place, you know, Yeah, I've got an example and, of it, but yeah, but, and before we dive into it, you know, I think the, you're like me where with people outside of our core family, we're not irritable people outside of our core family. We are very probably more patient with, and then when it comes to our, you know, the, the people inside our, our four walls, that's where I, I really see myself being irritable. You know, I, it's like I have a higher expectation for them and, and I want them to just immediately jump in and do it my way. And shame on you, JP. I, I agree. I agree. My wife always gets on me. She's always like, you know, you talk to people and you give them advice and you sound very calm, patient. But when you talk to us, you're, 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 you have a, an angrier voice. <laughs> it's like, whoop, whoopsies. I said I gotta, shame on you, but I'm, yeah. I'm in the exact same you know, yeah. dilemma. Uh, if, if I get irritable with somebody outside of my family, it's, it's probably pretty serious. Yeah. It's gone well, well past the, the red line. Which begs the question, why would you ever do that with your own family? Jeez. And that's, that's what we're here for, you know, thinking better it's, and, and that's been a constant, okay. I've, I'm looking at myself internally saying, how can I get better at this? And why and the other is, why am I less patient with the people in, inside my home? There are uh, so many things that we could talk about on this episode and future episodes. So even though we did take two Mondays off, I feel like we got uh, invigorated and energized, but, but I'm glad we're talking about this one because it, it's really timely because you had your wedding, yeah, right? I did. And then I had a child who is a pretty even killed kid as far as emotionally doesn't really show her enthusiasm a whole lot, but being in Paris kind of really puts things on, on high alert, you know? <laughs> and so yeah. everything, we become more who we are when we get into those situations where we're excited. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So let's hear, let's, let's well, hear what, what you were going through. Yeah. The, so I lived through this experience and didn't understand it until I was traveling on this bus, listening to Jordan Peterson talk about, uh, people becoming irritated and people becoming anxious. And I went back and looked at a live photo, you know, I have an Apple phone and the pictures you take are live photos. So there's these little one second clips yeah. and <laughs> earlier in the day, my daughter had told me that she wanted to do a picnic and she wanted to get, I have trouble with this word, macaroons, you know, yeah, those little, yeah. those little French pastries from the fancy store, Lauderdale yeah, or whatever it's called. They're, they're just fun. Yeah. And I think, I think she had told me casually, casually, you know, yeah. I kind of like do those things. Yeah. So I hear that and it's almost, it's to me, it doesn't sound like she's committed. You know, it's like, 
doesn't sound that important to me. I mean, I, I'm not really listening, I guess. I mean, I guess I'm listening. I guess I heard, I guess I heard that, but I didn't hear how, how it was a level 10 kind of thing, you know, out of, it's so critical. It's so important. We're there for a very finite amount of time. We're there for three days, really, you know, two days, if you make it, it's just, it's complicated. So that certain things have to happen to make somebody have the experience they are anticipating and then the assumption they have of what they're going to experience. And they've been playing this in their mind and thinking about it. And I just hear it and just kind of like, Oh yeah, sure. Maybe if it works out. Yeah. <laughs> that was really a big miss on my part. So I think just if you pause the tape there, just the very onset of this, if you have a child who's a little more understated or a, or a partner or a friend or whoever it is, if you have somebody in your life who says they want to do something, I think the way you and I are wired is we want to do something, but if something else turns out, we're good, you know, cause, yeah. cause we're spontaneous and, mm -hmm. and, and, uh, we can roll with it a little bit. Yeah. But, but how did you, what were the, the key, uh, her responses that kind of let you know, bull, you missed the mark. I can just, I'll take you through a little bit of quick play by play and, uh, yeah, I probably didn't know I missed the mark until after it was all over. I would say it's probably about, I don't know, seven o'clock, seven fifteen. We just got off this river boat of the Seine river going through and doing the Paris thing. And, you know, it's kind of cool to see all the buildings and hear all the stories, even though half of it's in French. And so we get off of there and, uh, one of the people that's with us is hangry. So they need to get a snack and that kind of throws us off a little bit. And that, all of a sudden, um, we get on a subway train and we're trying to go to this place that's fairly close by, but you have to take the, the Metro to get there. And it's probably around 7.40, 7.45, the place closes at 8. We get off and we go the wrong direction because uh, she's in charge. Like she, this, she's making this happen. She's using her map app and she's not using it very well. Mm -hmm. And uh, and we get a little disoriented. So we turn around and go back and look. And all of a sudden she takes off running. She takes off running, like I'll say north. And the two people that are with us that are kind of dragging behind us are like, oh, over there it is. And so they walk into this store. She's way lost, like on a dead run. Uh, and it's hot outside and I'm sure she's sweaty. And so I, I somehow call her and tell her, hey, you're going the wrong direction. You're, you're confused, but these other folks are in there and they're going to get them for you. And so they go in there at 7.59 and the people are like, no, we're done. And they show on the phone, they're like, nope, it's 7.59, you're not done. So they hastily cram 12 macaroons into a box. Right. <laughs> yeah. Because that's all you can do at this moment. These people are not yeah. messing around. They're not staying open until 905 no. you know, or whatever, 805. They're, they're done. So yeah. my child shows up in a sweaty lather and uh, mm. here's this pre-selected, uh, you know, wham, bam, thank you, man, box of macaroons. And here you go. And it's 25 yeah. bucks, you know, it's 20 euros. So I'm out another 25 bucks. Um, she's got this haphazardly put together box of desserts and really though jp what i realized when this is over because as a as a man the way i'm wired hey we got we got there right it wasn't ever about the journey for me it was about the destination the destination was walking out of there with a bag of snacks and she Check loves snacks box. and she ate them she ate them you know yeah we had to make some substitutions and try to move some flavors around. But what I realized when this was all over JP, and it was a big epiphany, you know, going down to Benidorm, listening to that book about our personality types and yeah. the way that we behave and become anxious and we can become a little bit irritable because I think in my mind that she wanted to walk in there, um, with no pressure, with no time constraints, calmly enter the building. 
she wanted to to be very discerning. Mm-hmm. Think about the flavors. Think about the colors. Think about how she would make the composition of her dozen macaroons. You know, yeah, I mean, yeah. this was an experience that she was looking forward to doing, and she wanted to do it not under duress. She didn't yeah. want to have somebody, a surrogate, do it. Go in there and do it for her while she's running the wrong direction. This yeah. whole experience just absolutely, positively, just went nuclear, and it just blew up in our face, and it just was such a complete disaster and in the in the here and now i'm like here are your macaroons you know <laughs> we made it happen go stuff them in your face you know yeah. like <laughs> check that box uh, yeah but yeah but she didn't get the experience that she had pined for she didn't get the life experience she had hoped for and at the end of the day jp we've heard it said a million times that life is a journey not a destination that's fact and, you know, there's so many different ways. You know, that, that might be a book we could write someday because yeah, because you, the way I hear that at first blush, face value, JP, and I'll quit talking in a second, but I'm on a roll. The way yeah. that I, the way I hear that statement when I was younger is enjoy the process. You know, but, but I've always known it's about the result. I mean, yeah, sure, whatever, but it's, yeah, whatever. It's, the journey is going to get me the result. And yeah. I've got, I've got, now I think I got to roll that back a little bit and maybe think about that differently. Yeah. And I was kind of fortunate because you and I had had a conversation and you brought this whole scenario up. And I even commented that, you know, I'm going through some of the same type of dilemmas with my daughter preparing for the wedding. And I, I will say after mine and your conversation about what you experienced, it was actually helpful to me because I started you know, trying to tweak my mind to say, okay, you know, step back and, and let's think about this from a, a different point of view. And let's, let's even be a little, let, let's start listening more because I, I'm, all I'm doing is, is approaching this wedding with my expectations, with what I want to get out of it. And at the end of the day, it's, it's not my day. So we, we had several components of the wedding that, that my daughter, who is, um, her own person and I love it. I mean, she is, she is not your average person. She lives her own life the way she wants to live her life. She doesn't care what you think about it. If she likes it and it is taboo, she doesn't care. It's, it's what she likes. And so we were, you know, we're getting close. We're about two and a half weeks out and there were some, some loose ends and, well, there were some loose ends that me and my wife thought were loose ends that my daughter was, I've got it planned out and this is the way I want it. And her visions were not really aligned with mine and my wife's vision. And so there was, I guess you could say there's a conflict there. And, and we began to try to impose our will on her and, you know, God bless her because she was strong-willed enough to say, that's not what I want. That's not what I'm going to do. Well, and then whenever I, whenever she's telling me that's not what she wants, not what she wants to do. And instead of me hearing her say that, and instead of me understanding what she was telling me, I immediately go to more of a, I become irritable and I'm shocked. I'm like, I can't believe, you know, here I am. I am your father. I have, 
you know, I'm, I'm writing the checks for this, this wedding. And, and, and I want to walk you down this aisle and I want this to be a perfect moment for all of us. And it wasn't until maybe four days before the wedding where it just really clicked. And it was like, you know, I'm not hearing my daughter speak to me about what she truly is trying to get out of this entire wedding. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting there. I'm thinking of what boxes I want to check instead of what, what does that day want to look like for her? You know, you're, you, you, you are, you said it very well about how you didn't take into consideration, you know, she, your daughter wanted to actually go through the experience of, of her way. And my daughter wanted to go through this experience her way. And I was so badly trying to, and wrongly trying to make her fit her experience into what I wanted. And, and it, it, the conflict that it created was, you know, it was unnecessary. It was not needed. And once we got over that conflict, which was me accepting who she is, what she wants and realizing that you know, that's the experience she's trying to get. She's satisfying that experience. And that was me really, it, it, the, the, the scripture that says, be quick to listen and slow to speak. It took a new meaning for me because I, I've been one that's always preached, be an active listener. You know, active listening really means you are truly paying attention to the person speaking. You're not, your mind isn't somewhat hearing them, but automatically thinking forward on, all right, well, you know, if, if this is what they want, then here's what I'm going to do to guide them down the, the right direction. And while I'm veering my thoughts, I'm missing more of what they're, they're trying to tell me. And, and so it was a, it was a neat experience for me. Yeah. And I'm glad that, that my, um, you helped me. Yeah. My, my learning experience was of somewhat helped you. I, this, this episode, you know, it's pretty big because I think that we deal with this probably every single day of our life. And if mm -hmm. the way you're wired, the way I'm wired, we, we love harmony and mm -hmm. uh, we love having fun and yeah. getting along. And so we want everybody to kind of get there with us, but you know, your situation with the wedding is about as, ratcheted up as it gets. My situation in Paris is about as close to the wedding you can get without it being a wedding. Yeah. And and what I mean by all that is that it's about control. Mm -hmm. It's really about control. And I think that uh, I just had a child turn 18 this week, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I have to realize that I'm still going to have an opinion and I'm still going to try to probably treat her like she's 10 years old sometimes, but I gotta, I'm going to start realizing she can vote and she's 18. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and certainly, you know, in your situation, so all of our kids are getting older. I think that if I took anything away from this, like we were, we're, we're messing around in Paris and she's wanting to do this picnic and there's another dad there and we're just having a blast. And we rented these bikes because it was just crazy driving these bikes around Paris. It's just nuts. And I'm you know, let's go over there, you know, let's do this, let's do that. It's like a squirrel. Yeah. And, and so I was, there was no malicious intent, but I was absolutely hijacking all of her attempts to control this situation. And it comes down to communication, JP, you know, 
So it's not all on my shoulders. We really should have had a, a meeting beforehand and, and the wedding, same thing. Like, yeah. you know, you guys could have talked for weeks ahead of time, but I think you've got to set expectations. You got to understand what really matters to them. What, what's really, really important. And then if I'd have been paying attention and we'd have had that proactive kind of conversation and she just said, look, the picnic and the macaroons, those are non-negotiables. Like that's what I want to accomplish and pictures at nighttime at the Eiffel tower and those three things, I got to make those happen. However, it's got to happen. And so in the here and now on Tuesday, um, cause I got to go to the, the Auguste Rodin, uh, museum where the thinker is at, which was oh. originally the cover art for our podcast. Uh, that was quite an experience for me. So I left there. I've, I'm on the highest of highs from spending three hours there, you know, eyes tearing up. Like it was just the most palpable <laughs> experience of my life going to that sculptor's museum in Paris. I'd love to yeah. go back there sometime, take you there. But yes, I'm coming back from like the greatest experience of my life by myself because one of the other parents that was there, uh, my daughter got to hang out with her and her daughter while I did that. So I'm coming back. I've never been in a better mood. And, um, I'm just living life and moving around and, you know, doing different things. And, and she really had a plan and I, I screwed her plan up. So, um, there was a lot of conflict in, in that situation and rightfully so, because I wasn't really paying attention. So I think, I think sometimes I, I believe whatever we do is going to be fun. Yeah. But that's not the case. It's you know? not the case. Yeah. And, and I, I was the same way. It was not really about, um, it wasn't as much about, you know, I just want to have fun. I want to have fun. You know, mine was more of, okay, I want to get through this wedding. And there are certain aspects of the wedding that I want to go a specific way. So that it fits within my expectations of a wedding. And it, because I'm marrying off my daughter and I just love her. I mean, she's a sweetheart. And, and I mean, if it was, it was a tough moment, you know, to, to release her at that, at the end of the aisle and, let another man take her into her arm or take it. You know, I mean, that, that just was, ah, uh, gosh, my heart was breaking, but I'm also, I was excited because, you know, this is the moment you, you raise your children for, but so, so I had all that selfish thinking going on, on, on that moment of whenever I build up to pass her off to somebody. So, but as, as I got into it and the conflict between this daughter that I love was, was getting more tense. It was like, geez, why am I being so selfish? And why am I not, why am I failing at listening and hearing her out and, and helping her get the experience? Cause I'm going to get mine too. I mean, she loves me and she, she's going to listen to me. And I think she was listening to me better than I was listening to her, but but man, it was such a, a, a hard lesson to learn about how, how pathetic I am when it comes to really listening to what they are saying, wanting and meaning, and then doing something about that. I can't imagine being as old as you. <laughs> you quit that. <laughs> I feel like such a sprite over here. Yeah, you shut your mouth. <laughs> really? the, yeah, you're having some, some big. I can't even imagine the whole wedding thing. That's just yeah. beyond beyond anything I can even fathom. You know, I went through it with my son, and that was a great experience. And and it was it was so exciting. And and this one was different. Man, it was different. Well, just, that's cool. Yeah. Well, you're definitely. I can tell it it, it affected you and. um you know, you're deaf, the, the gravity, you know, there's not a whole lot of things that, that really weigh on you. Um, everything's so light in your life. 
Yeah. So it's been fun to watch you squirm a little bit. Oh, boy, did I. I mean, and, and it was kind of almost a godsend to be able to hear, you know, the the situation you had. And then me immediately, because, you know, kind of like we were talking before, you know, whenever you hear somebody that's outside of your inner circle, you're patient with them and you really listen and you kind of hear them out. And I was listening to you talk through that situation and I was starting to get this understanding. And all of a sudden it was, it like clicked. It was like, you know, you should probably, the things you're thinking you need to apply over here in this scenario, because you're, you're really missing the mark with your daughter. <laughs> and I was. And I made a, a comment earlier that I'll re retract the, you know, the, the Paris thing that that was something that she had really looked forward to for a really long time. And I'm, it's sad that I messed that up or didn't understand what was going on at the time, but <clears throat> if it could help you with a wedding, which is a once in a lifetime thing, you know, that's certainly uh, something you don't want to botch and something no. you don't want to no. train wreck. I mean, you can train wreck a macaroon run, but you can't really train wreck a wedding. No. So if my, if my shrapnel in my skin, if, if that <laughs> helped you have a little it better did. week, if, if, if it saved you some grief, then I'm thankful for it. And, and I just want to, tell tell our listeners just how grateful i am for this podcast you know we appreciate Me their too. encouragement listening to us yeah um but i wouldn't have been reading about anxiety and and uh irritability and how you know when, here's the here's the last thing i want to say on this before we wrap this up because we always like to keep it under 30 minutes but uh i viewed her reaction to that situation mm -hmm. as disrespect okay like at which which causes a problem because you know, it's hard to feel disrespected. And the biggest takeaway I had from this entire thing, other than I didn't read the tea leaves right, is now I know, it's big, JP. Yeah. Now I know that when my child is irritated or when she is anxious, she's not attempting to be disrespectful. Good call out. Man, that's, that's. Woo. Yeah, Goodness that's solid right there. That's, that's preaching right there. And I would have <laughs> never got to this to this place of understanding mm -hmm. if we weren't working on our podcast. And so yeah. I've got a long way to go. We're going to have a lot more topics we're going to talk about over the years. But if I can just remember that when my child is upset, it's not disrespect. It's just irritableness, you know? Yeah. They're just responding. And, and that's where we as, as parents have to teach them how to deal with those emotions rather than yeah, responding sure. to those emotions. And I can well, say at the, at the end of, of the, our, at the end of the wedding, I mean, everything went off great. It was a wonderful wedding. Everybody was perfect. It was a fantastic moment. There was a lot of tears, a lot of happiness. I mean, it was, I, my, my heart is full. Uh, it, it was great. Really oh, that's was. awesome. I'm glad you had mm -hmm. such a, such a, uh, amazing week. You can tell you're still radiant. I am. I am. I'm radiant. I love you it. really are. Well, yeah. uh, good to get back together and I'm yes. sure that we will have many more topics to talk about. Absolutely. Absolutely. And they'll Until, be just as exciting. <laughs> and you, you, you talked about proverbs about quick to listen and yeah. slow to speak. But you've really got to, there's some nuances to listening. You know, it's not on one level, you think you're just, you're just hearing words, but there's intentions and then also trying to understand the level of what they're saying. Like, is it lukewarm or is it life or death yeah. to them? Yeah. 
Yeah, it's 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 not just words on paper. I mean, there are feelings, emotions. There's there's thoughts that that went in before they came out with what they said, and and I mean, it's just very shallow to just take the words for face value and 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 not dive into anything else. Yeah, is- and that's I guess that's the last thing we'll talk about is is part of being quick to listen is to ask follow-up questions and try to dig a little deeper and try to understand, which can exasperate and irritate. But mm-hmm. I think you just got to say, hey, I'm not trying to irritate you with this. I just want to really understand where you're coming from. And, and hopefully right. there's growth in that. So I know I've, I've got to work with all my people in my household to be better, to be a better listener, to be a better, better everything. And so yeah. thanks for helping me be better. And uh, until next week, we hope everybody enjoys this episode. It's been good catching up with you. Yeah, great seeing you. Adios, amigo. Testing, one, two, three. Testing. That's all you're going to say is testing. Testing.